Greetings from the Valley of the Stars and thanks for tuning in for the audio edition of my uh, dispatches, my blog from the Valley here. This is dispatch number 99. It's called Taking a Break. After 99 dispatches, it's time for an island getaway. Please go onto the website because there's loads of links I've packed into this week's edition. Uh, just search for off-grid and ignorant in Portugal and it should pop up. There's something I find very special about islands perched in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, and this week's dispatch originates in one of them. It's a place known for its highs. We slept suspended eight metres above the ground and breathed in bubbles of sulphur steam. Do you know where it is yet? We ate black pudding with pineapple, lodged in a windmill, ventured through underground tunnels to reach a hidden valley and almost swam in tidal pools. Come on, it is April. Oh, and we tried some new volcanic wines made from some unique island grapes. You must have guessed by now. My first time on an Atlantic island was Tenerife as a kid on a family holiday. The Canary Islands are so much more accessible than St Helena British Overseas Territory where I went a few years ago for a story on the first commercial flight landing at a new airport blighted by wind shear. It had cost UK PLC a fortune and was closed immediately after it opened because of safety fears. The runway, perched on a rock with a precipice either end, was subject to strong, shifting and unpredictable winds. Even Charles Darwin complained about the wind while he was there, as did Napoleon, but he complained about everything, which is fair enough, as he was in exile and ended up dying there. Our fabulous producer and friend Furl came up with the idea and had set the whole St Helena trip up. But given her flying history, surviving three plane crashes and countless near misses, we kindly asked if she could take the boat and we'd meet her there. Sadly, the BBC couldn't spare her for the six weeks it takes to sail from Cape Town, and, as it turned out, the reopening of the airport couldn't have been any smoother, courtesy of a new wind monitoring system and some canny flying practices. I also did some stories on the Ascension Islanders and their loss of the RAF airbridge, and despite not managing to visit just yet, did discover a Portuguese connection. When they found Conception Island in 1501, and then rediscovered it two years later on Ascension Day, they didn't even bother claiming it. Last year I took Anna on a surprise 50th birthday trip to Madeira, which was amazing. More tunnels, goals and hiking trails per head of the population than anywhere else in the world, where they used trees to make wine and boast street tobogganing without snow. I wrote about all that last year. It'll make much more sense if you read it. It's on the substack of Grid and Ignorant in Portugal. It's called My Dear A. This year, I somehow managed to pull off the same trick again, with a surprise birthday trip to a different island, São Miguel, the largest of the Azores Islands, or Azorish as I now know them. Amid all the chaos going on around us in the Valley of the Stars, and after a week in Lisbon painting the flat in time for the tourist season, thanks very much for coming to help us out with that, Hugh Jennings, we needed a break. And when it comes to getting away from it all, a volcanic chunk of rock a third of the way across the Atlantic Ocean towards America is definitely getting away. 
The nine islands of the Azorish Autonomous Region of Portugal span 600 kilometres, from Flores in the wetter west to São Miguel in the east, and are home to around 250,000 people. They straddle the Mid-Atlantic Ridge, to which they owe their existence, at the meeting of North American, African and Eurasian tectonic plates, the building blocks of the earth which are slowly but surely moving apart, allowing molten rock to seep out and occasionally to create islands. Iceland is the biggest, and both St Helena and Ascension were formed a similar way, much further south. But perfectly located between them, the Azores are just a two-hour flight from Lisbon, and tickets are extremely affordable. It's less than six hours on a flight from Boston, and Ryanair has also started flying direct from the UK. The roads are amazing, and the island is welcoming and accessible. Visiting more than one island needs extra flights or a lot more time for a ferry. We'll maybe try Sata Azorish Airlines next time to reach Pico Island, which is where most of the wine is made. Now, what was all that about highs that I mentioned at the beginning? Well, it's a geographer's dream, this place. The Azorish High takes the name of the island, but its impact is far more widely felt. It's an anticyclone of high pressure that sits over the islands and has been called the gatekeeper of European rainfall. <clears throat> Val Kilmer, please go inside. Thank you very much. Studies published by um, Nature Geoscience magazine have linked larger Azorish high pressures to wetter weather in the UK and drier times on the Iberian Peninsula and has discovered that the highs have been expanding since the start of the Industrial Revolution. Yep, climate change once again, and an explanation for the increasingly frequent droughts we've had in our part of Portugal and across southwestern Europe. The pressure system also impacts North American weather, and together with the warm waters of the Gulf Stream ocean current, it's created a tropical paradise on these lumps of lava in the ocean over thousands of years. The steep-cliffed, uninhabited islands were discovered by the Portuguese in the early 1400s, even if there are some theories pointing to previous inhabitants, and you'll have to click on that link on the website to see the BBC Real piece on that story. Oranges were once the island's fruit, a lucrative crop when European explorers were crisscrossing the oceans on voyages of discovery. Wine grapes were also a hit with the sailors and the Catholic Church, until phylloxera and various other grape diseases arrived from America in the late 1800s and did a similar destructive job as they did in the rest of Europe. Pineapples seemed a good alternative. The conditions aren't perfect, but grown under glass or plastic these days, they are very productive and go unexpectedly well with blood sausage, which is known as Mosella com Ananache and is one of the island's specialities. Another is cozido das furnas, a Portuguese stew of mixed meats and vegetables, but with an assorency twist. It's cooked underground in naturally hot volcanic soils. We didn't try the cozido, but we did try boiling ourselves in the hot springs at Furnas, the most famous lake and hot spa town in the east of the island. I love the smell of sulphur in the morning. We enjoyed some amazing grilled fish, and although the limpets weren't as good as in Madeira, the wine was great. More to come on that in the wine blog. And the accommodation in an old converted windmill was quite spectacular. We climbed the spiral staircase every night and slept eight metres up with ocean sights and sounds and enjoyed the novelty of compact living.
With a car for five days, we toured the island, heading to the famous Setsidadish Caldera, collapsed volcanic crater in the west of the island, and walked around one of its lakes. We hiked the Rota de Agua through long underground tunnels dug many years ago for smuggling booze to the Janello do Inferno waterfall and hidden lush valley. A coastal path completed our holiday hikes and we headed home to relieve Ray from his house-sitting and animal-feeding duties. Thank you so much, Ray, for helping once again and for helping with my birthday surprise. Anna was blown away by the beauty of the Azorish. I fell in love with another Atlantic island, and the great thing is there are eight more of them to explore, even if I might not get away with the birthday island surprise trick next year. Guess I'll have to dream up something more imaginative. Thanks for listening. Sounds like I have to get back to some squealing kittens. Please join next time and please go onto the website. I've put loads of links in so you can see the picture of the places we went to and read about uh, the Azorish Islands, which I really recommend as a great, easy getaway wherever you happen to be. Thanks a lot. All the best.